love my little girl. <laughs> he ain't our daddy. I am the only daddy you got. I am the damn paterfamilias. Now Mama's got a new boat. Bernie here's got a job. Bernie's got prospects. He's bona fide. What are you? You can't marry him. Why can't I am and I will? This uh, gentleman bothering you? Well, you can't marry my wife. And stay out of the Woolworth. To get back to his wife and kids, Ulysses Everett McGill will do anything. Hey, any boy, Smitty. But he's about to get off on the wrong track. Who elected you leader of this outfit? Well, Pete, I figured it should be the one with the capacity for abstract thought. Boys, if you just stick with me. Okay, I'm with you fellas. Ain't you gonna introduce us, Pete? I've seen them first! Pete! <laughs> them sirens loved him up and turned him into a horny toad. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Well, allow me to introduce myself. Big Dan Tootcoil. <laughs> What line of work you, George? Come and get me, Captain! Oh, George, not the livestock. Wait a minute. Since we've been following your lead, we got nothing but trouble. You have eluded me for the last time. I got the answers. I'm bona fide. Maybe your friends think I'm just a stranger. You never see no more. Oh, there is one far. Son, you're gonna go far. I'll meet you on God's golden shore. You ever been with a woman? I gotta get the family farm back before I can start thinking about that. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three. Welcome to Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm a Mick Kelly. Mick Kelly today. <laughs> Why are we back? We've had Why? a month off. Why have we had a month off, girl? Mainly because you've been on the booze. Well, I'd like to think... I'm on holiday, but them two... No, basically, you've been on holiday. We're both semi-lazy when it comes down to it. Yeah. We wanted a break because we've just been doing it alone. So every now and again, it's nice to have that breather, isn't we it? We do like to have a month off, yeah. So I've been travelling around, uh, I'd like to say the... 
south part of Europe, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, France, Spain, and Italy. Yeah, 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 then yeah, yeah. I've done a glorious week in Las Vegas, yes. which I'm still recovering from. Yeah, yes. And uh, so, yeah, so of course, apologies for that. Um, but uh, there you go, waffles. That's what it's all about. So, Kel, uh, we we uh, once again, as usual, we changed our order of uh, of. Um, yeah, yeah, well, basically, don't ever listen. Don't ever trust anything we put on. Talk about. All right about because no. it will most likely change. But we have got a next one. We have got a Halloween episode. We have, and we are going to stick to that. Aren't and we? what is it? It is Carry On Screaming. Cat. It's got a song in it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. 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 In honour of the wonderful finale. I might even bring my horn out to recreate the moment where <laughs> where uh, where Oddbard steps on the finger and we used to watch it with our friend and she died. Oh yeah, we've got to do that one. We've got to yeah. do that one. So. Um, what are we up to? Oh, we're going, we're going to Star Trek, aren't we? We are getting tickets weekend. Is there any other nerds out there? <laughs> we'll be nerds. We are nerds in disguise. Always remember that. We are not dressing up. We, won't, we won't be dressing up. Mint is not going to wear a skin tight locker suit. It's not going to happen. Even going... though he loves Riker, he's not going to wear a Riker suit. Oh, he? you know, while well, I was toying with the idea of growing the quick, quick, oh, yeah, yeah. the beer. Yeah, Martin because we have got a plan. We won't talk about that because it doesn't happen because we won't get excited. But we have got an idea for a photo. Yeah. yeah but yeah. we can't talk about it because Does you'll probably look at the price and go, now we'll leave it. <laughs> Does, that involve always... Jerry... Does that involve Jerry Ryan <laughs> in compromising position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Basically, we're money dependent because we're both tight ones. If it costs more than about five quid, we generally won't do it. Seven, nine, J one, J one, eight. Yeah, so we're going to that's October the twenty first at Birmingham NEC. Yeah. It's the NEC we call it, not the Genton Arena. Yeah, well, actually, NEC. Apparently, it's going to be called the Resort Arena now. Uh, but it's the NEC. Uh, we'll be there on the Sunday. Um, yeah. If you see us, uh, yeah. and if you join the Facebook group, you'll know what we look like. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be peeping peep at chat now, but that's about it. Yeah, I ain't paying. We're not paying. We love him, but we're not paying. Give that his multi-millionaire. You don't need any more money. No, no, and so yeah, we're going to be funking around. Hopefully, we're going to get you a, a Kirk outfit. Oh yes, hopefully so get the Kirk tunic. So that's what we're doing. And also, uh, back, uh, uh, like ourselves, uh, Rob Kay's back for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Which is amazing, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because we thought he had... We, well, as you thought, he's probably a Nick. I thought he'd been doing a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he still didn't answer the question, though, did he? No, but then again, I haven't read the email. So uh, I will be reading it live again. I've copied and pasted it into my phone oh, in case no, anyone so, so, so apologies uh, <laughs> in advance. But anyway, Cal, what are we talking about? We are talking about one of the great... Coen Brothers movies or the great Coen Brothers movie oh, oh brother where are they and what do we do before we all talk about it play some form of form of music I've been in 
trouble, no pleasure here on earth I find. Sorrow, the right, longer yeah. version, which is a, which is a, I think I think we could safely say that's the most well-known song from. Yeah, uh, I'd say film. so. Yeah, yeah not, you know, Candy Rock Mountain Rides, but that's the one that's yeah. Yeah. So, oh brother, where are they now? I've, unfortunately, my script is bloody long here, um, so I'll probably be screaming. Now, this came out October the nineteenth, the year two thousand. Uh, so it's 18 years ago, and we saw this at the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe this is 18 years ago. I, I, you know, you know, it's just it's like, it's an amazing film. You know it? why though? Because it's set in the past. So that's the thing. It, it doesn't date, does it? It doesn't. That's like I'm thinking. You could watch this film in fifth. Maybe we'll be alive. Another eighteen. Years. Well, I don't think we will be in, in another eighteen years' time. Eighteen? No, fifty years. Oh, fifty years. Well, yeah, we could You'll be. be ninety-five. Oh, we're not still doing mm. this fucking podcast. Ninety-five. I'm just ahead in the jar when I. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you two are. That's where we are, you there, live, and then me. You might actually. You give his body to science. <laughs> and, the, 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 and he was rejected. 
<laughs> no, it was uh, directed by uh, John Cohen, produced by Ethan Cohen. Of course, it was written by the wonderful Cohen brothers, and it is based on the Odyssey by Homer. Although the Cohen brothers do claim actually that it's based on what they have heard about. I was going to say because I, you know, I I have never read the Odyssey. I'll be honest, I haven't. But mm. my wife has because she did she did philosophy. And yeah, I, I've and, read the Odyssey, and she was in it. Didn't really yeah. like it. No. It's the basic well, things are in it. Silence, Cyclops, the traveling, the traveling into yeah. an animal. Is yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's basically it. Really, yeah. the elements of it. Um, it was uh, released. I'm going to say this is actually the production company's working title films. Now I give this as a big shout because working title are often uh, you know you forget how many good films I didn't know they've it was done. Working title, working title uh-huh. yeah. Um, it was 107 minutes long and it had a budget of 26 million. Yet made 72 million. Um, the soundtrack, the music of this film uh, is of course period folk music, including Virginia Bluegrass, uh, the singer Ralph Stanley. Now the uh, CD, the music actually made more than the film. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I can understand because I'd say the film's not for everyone. Mm. I think a 16-year-old now would probably watch it unless they're brought up with that music and go, what the hell is this? Yeah. Wouldn't they? What's this? I don't, what's this? Well, it's interesting because you brought up the fact that actually that bluegrass came out after I told you, in the it's 1940s. A, it's actually, actually wrong to me because it, bluegrass was a... Was a because music, uh, roots music was dying in the start, and they wanted a way of giving it to a younger audience. So they did bluegrass because it's just fast folk, isn't it? Really, mm. yeah. There's, there's a few. There's a couple of things actually on here that is um, uh, with the time. Ta- the timeline goes out a little bit. I think we'll probably come to it as I go along. So I can't find. Can't really find it. Believe um, the the uh, ba- well, not the baby face killer, but uh, the baby face now. Yeah, baby he, he actually was uh, uh, executed uh, before this film. Was it, it's all, so there's, there's it, loads of stuff like that. It just looks looks good, doesn't it? Of course. Now I'm unusual for uh, for waffle on. I'm actually going to mention the key actors in this, but I'm actually going to give a little brief description. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia, of um, of what the actual characters are, because I think it's important to know each character. Uh, now, George Clooney, gorgeous George, plays Ulysses. That's yeah, the, that's yeah. The Odyssey. Everett McGill, a man who was in prison for practicing law without a license. Funny because he mentions about getting a dentistry license a bit later on. Yeah, yeah. And he claims to escape prison so he can find a stash of money. What he's actually doing is trying to get back to his family before his wife remarries. Uh, this corresponds to you, uh, Odysseus in Ulysses. Now, George Timothy Clooney, born May the 6th in 1961, so he's slowly heading towards that big 6 0. Yeah. Let's face it, that man looks bloody he's, good. What is that? I don't believe he's had any work done either. I think he's, he's sort of looked old when he was young. He's one of them people, like Sean Connery, didn't he? He's sort yeah. of, the older he got, the better his looks. Oh, it's funny because when you watch him in, like, uh, it was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes he was in, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, ER, yeah. and he had quite dark, bouffanty hair. And it wasn't until really Dust Till Dawn where he made his kind of That's what major film. Yeah, Dust Till Dawn. Him. Um, I kind of knew him from ER, but then, um, I mean, Dust Till Dawn, because me and you are both massive Tarantino yeah, fans. Yeah. And I was thinking, this guy's got summer. Yeah. And he kind of like, he, he had a shorter haircut and then he kind of transformed himself. Like what I was saying to you, I have no idea why we have not yet made a film about Cary Grant and had George Clooney play him. Because the similarities between the both are, extru- you know, yeah, yeah, apart yeah. from the fact George has done the sensible thing of enjoying bachelorhood to the max, mm. then settled down, got married to a gorgeous woman, very yeah. professional. And there's, you know, and the rumours about him being gay because that, uh, and there's rumours about yeah, Cary Grant, like Cary Grant had that as well, yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. Well, because he's not married, yeah, yeah. Just know, isn't yeah. It? Uh, he was born in Lexington, Kentucky, so he has a bit of a. Uh, I, 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 this, I just uh, assumed he was like from New York or no, something no, like Kentucky. that. Uh, in uh, in residence, he lives in Sonning Eye in Oxfordshire, in England. Apparently, he lives over here. 
Rather. So I'll be him for a point. Um, of course, he owns his own uh, production thing called Smokehouse Pictures. He's a producer over there. He's been acting since 1978. He's been married twice, actually. Married in 1989 to Tali Balsam, but recently to Amal Al-Mudin. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's doing quite... Now, um, he's, he's took more of a directing point of view now, isn't he? A producing he, point of view. He's not a prolific actor anymore, is he? No, no. Because when you think about it, he's not done loads and loads of films, has he? No, well, he's done a couple of the Oceans films, and then he did... Uh, what was the war one he did? He was in... Was he in the war one? He was in Thin Red Line, was he? Was he in Thin Red Line? He must have been in one of them. Oh, uh, no, he must have been, because lo- loads of people yeah, are in He must have been. I think he was in that. And he was also in um, oh, the one about the news reporter, Edward G. Robinson, was it? Edward G. Robinson? Edward. Yeah. No, 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 Edward. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. He produced that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's done a lot more producing and stuff. Now, John Turturro. Who's, who's well known for the Coen Brothers uh, Amazing actor. As Pete Hogwallop, a fellow criminal, reveals little about his past. He believes in being true to one's kin, even when his cousin Washington B. Hogwallop betrays him. He dreams of moving west and opening a fine restaurant where he will be the maitre d'. He agrees to go along with the breakout, though he only had two weeks left on his sentence. Oh, now that's ridiculous, though, isn't it? But he's the proper hillbilly in it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah he probably is. Uh, John Michael Sir, born February 29th, 1957. No surprise, born in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, he's of course Italian and United mm-hmm. States citizen. He's been acting since 1980, and of course he has been quite prolific in Cobra Brothers. I think the first thing I saw him in was Barton Fink, Barton Fink, yeah, uh, which is a really unusual film, but one definitely worth to see. I yeah, think, I think he's in Miller's Crossing as well, isn't he? And of course he plays Jesus in um, the Big Lebowski, doesn't he? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, that is amazing. That you know. Oh, he is, yeah. Even though he's, isn't Jesus supposed to be like a paedophile? He's a paedophile in his... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does play these characters. And, and again, I think we'll talk about this in the film, but his facial acting is brilliant in this. And, and, and also a little bit like George Clooney's. I mean, George Clooney's ticks in that in that film, in his film. Well, there's, a, yeah, there's definitely a lot of like a silent film sort mm. of slapstick, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There really yeah. is. Like, it starts off with a big slapstick on the train bit, doesn't it? It's a big slapstick <laughs> bit straight away. And you guys with us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Tim Blank Nelson as Delmar O'Donnell, a small-time crook in prison for robbing a Piggly Wiggly in Yazoo City. He initially claims innocence, but later admits he is guilty. And Delmar uh, says he will spend his share of Everett's non-existent money buying back his family far, believing you ain't no kind of man if you ain't got land. Mm. Uh, now, he's born Timothy Blank Nelson, uh, May 11th, 1964, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he's been acting since 1989, uh, very much a theatre Oh, is it because I was like, yeah. I can't think of many other things. He's been he's in the latest Coen Brothers film, uh, which comes out. Is it so? The Buster Buster. Yeah, the Western. It looks amazing. Clue is in that one as well. Oh, wow! Yeah. Oh, right. It yeah, looks yeah, really so. good. I was reading about it in the New Empire. It looks amazing. Uh, Chris Thomas King as Tommy Johnson, a skilled blues musician. He's accompanying the guitarist in the Sunday Bottom Boys. He claims he sold his soul to the devil in exchange for his uh, skill on guitar. He shares his name and story. With Tommy Johnson, a blues musician with a mysterious past, who is said to have sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads. Uh, this story is actually more attributed to Robert Johnson. Yeah, it's Robert uh, Johnson. Which is actually Tommy Johnson. Now, this guy, Durward Christopher Thomas, born 14th of October 1962 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He is, by trade, a musician, guitarist, and piano. I've uh, been working since 1984. So he is a blues musician, so he just plays the guitar properly now. In fact, the behind-the-scenes thing on the DVD, if you watch any yeah. of those, he's playing the music, kind of. Oh, right, yeah, because you can see he's a blues. Incredibly skilled guitarist. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and really, really, you know, plays really well. Just some of the other ones on here. Frank Colson plays Washington B. Uh, Hogwarts, Pete's paternal cousin, who, let's face it, does look like he's in yeah. deliverance, doesn't he? 
it's that kind of slack jawed yeah, 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 yeah. isn't it got clearers a slack like, yeah clearer all um John Goodman as Daniel Big Dan Teague, a one-eyed man who masquerades as a Bible salesman and mugs Everett and Delmar. He later reveals the identity of the trio when they are disguised as a Ku Klux Klan rally, but they kill him by cutting loose a burning cross yeah, which yeah. falls on him. Now, he corresponds, of course, to the Cyclops, uh, Polymethus, yeah. in Odyssey. Yeah, because he's even got the a one-eyed... Yeah, one eye hood, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, I like it the way that, but he hears the money, doesn't he? Yeah, he's here, good. Also, when he... he, he Smacks Everett over there. No, uh, smacks Dalmar over the head and while, while uh, uh, Everett's eating the corn on the car. Yeah, yeah. The way the corn on the car goes, and so, well, what do you kind of think? are you doing? I know, it's a really strange. We've got it, we've got it. Holly Hunter, who I. I, have I know, to you're, say, about, you're uh, about your uh, fantasies earlier, weren't you? I, I was, yeah, it was an incredible girl, incredible girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holly Hunter, I adore her accent. I could listen to Holly Hunter talk. Uh, just, oh, if she. she Proper knows. Southern Bow. Ah, oh, real, yeah. just. Beautiful, gorgeous actress, and really talented actress as well. She plays Penny Wolver McGill, Everett's ex-wife, who is fed up with Everett's wheeling and dealing. She divorces him while he's in prison. Telling the daughters he was hit by a Louisville and Nashville train. She is engaged to Vernon T. Waldrop until Everett wins her back. She corresponds to Penelope in the Odyssey. And Penelope is an icon of the faithful wife as she regrets her many suitors stalling for time while awaiting for Odysseus's return. Mm. And she was born March 20th, 1958, so she's 60 years old now. In Conyers, Georgia, USA. Mm. She's been acting since 1981. So, that's a good. Uh, there's loads of other little people in this film, but we're not going to go through it, otherwise we'll be here all day. So, let's crack on and talk about the film, because that's trivia, and we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. So, um, before we go into it, I mean, what, 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 if you've never seen this film before, how would you just quickly describe it? Would you, oh. would you describe it as slapstick? Would you describe it as just humour or no. dark humour or what? <laughs> I think to me, it's a road movie. Mm. I think you know because I think if you told people about it who didn't know about it, they go, oh, "There's no loads of music in it." Yeah, there is loads of there music. There is loads of music. There's loads of music. Everything's based around the music, yeah. and you know, there's not loads that happens in it. It's quite a tranquil pace, isn't it? It's yeah. a nice slow pace. Yeah, it's a bit like a um, bit of a spiritual road move, a bit of spiritualism. I think it is with the sort of guys. Oh, I just realised actually how much notes I wrote when I was watching the film last night. So we'll go through the film. If you mm. want to do it, please do jump in. Don't what? let me just ramble on. Go on then. Just waffle on. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, the whole thing starts off as a chain gang. Uh, now this song that you hear at the beginning is actually a real recording from a chain gang from uh, back about I think the, the 1950s. All oh, right. Uh, I believe that they they. They found out who the guy, the main guy who was singing in it, and gave him twenty grand for it. Bloody hell! Yeah, he was too well happy. I did know it's June that bit where you see them. I kept on looking, thinking, I don't see many of those rocks actually breaking in and their hands no, no, hit no. the stones there. No, and how you know, and how would they have got out? Well, there's three to person in there. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. So that's that's the reason why he says I had to take you two along because we were chained together. Yeah, huh, so they're huh. obviously chained in threes. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, it's not very good hammering, is it? No, it's not because we know things. Sadly, we know these things. We know. Like, yeah, you're yeah, yeah. holding that hammer, right? It's a bit low down, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, now you see the gang, uh, the three of them running, and uh, and then again you hear the song uh, Candy Mountain. I oh, love um, Candy Mountain. Yeah, we sort of wicked. You know, it's, it's in uh, anyone who's watching Ozark as well. It's amazing to see. It's about the same world. They use that in that a lot as well. Oh, really? It's I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a sweet song, but there's a there's that tinge of tinge of darkness when that going in that song. Should we play Isn't a little that? bit of it? Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> One evening, as the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning. 
Down the track came a hobo hiking, and he said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm headed for a land that's far away, beside the crystal fountains. So come with me, we'll go and see the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, there's a land that's fair and bright, where the handouts grow on bushes, and you sleep out every night. Where the boxcars all are empty and the sun shines every day On the birds and the bees and the cigarette trees The lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the big rock candy mountains In the big rock candy mountains All the cops have wooden legs And the bulldogs all have rubber teeth And the hens lay soft-boiled eggs The farmer's trees are full of fruit And the barns are full of hay Oh, I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow, where the rain don't fall, the wind don't blow, in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains, you never change your socks, and the little streams of alcohol come a-trickling down the rocks. The brakemen have to tip their hats, and the railroad bulls are blind. There's a lake of stew and a whiskey too. You can paddle all around them in a big canoe in the big rock candy mountains. In the big rock candy mountains. Yes, a candy mountain. Yeah, it is. It's. it's, it's weird. There's a lot of the songs in this, though, aren't there? It's. Yeah. It's like um, I'll, I'll tell you one about a song a little bit, little bit later on. Uh, which is quite personal to me, but you won't actually listen to the lyrics and you think, actually, that's really quite Yeah, well, this you talk about, like, it's kind of mad, but it's like, one cigarettes on the tree. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a different time. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the ultimate thing, can I have a cigarette tree? Oh, a cigarette tree, yeah. <laughs> now, as they've run enough, they suddenly see that there's a big, huge freight train coming. And they, uh, Everett jumps on the train, followed by Dalmar, and they're trying to get up to get the chains off, but then... Pete falls over, doesn't he? And, he does, and beautiful comic timing That's by George Clooney. That's a brilliant bit of slapstick. Oh, yeah, the French dude, thing, isn't oh, it? it's it's so good. And as I walk along, then you suddenly get a blind man who's on the. Now, do they then say, push me, pull you. I don't know what the proper name for me is. It. Now he says here. Excuse me. This is played by Lee Weaver as Blind Seer, a mysterious railway man who accurately predicts the outcome of the trio's adventures as well as several other incidents. And now he corresponds to uh, Torresias in the, Odyssey. Yeah, the soothsayer in it. No. What's interesting about that, because I was listening, and he, 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 he does virtually tell you exactly what's going to happen throughout the whole film, including you're going to see a cow on a cotton house, oh. which of course is the yeah, thing yeah, that, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Everett sees as soon as he comes up from the water. Yeah. Question, we just saw a freight train go past, and then he comes past. Yeah. How did that freight train get past him? Yeah, yeah. And what's, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Is right. it not meant, to be, not meant to be real, do you think? Yeah, because you see, he's the last thing you see in the movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't. Is that yeah. meant to be like a bit of a message about the? Fi- I don't know. It's very weird, yeah. isn't it? But I love that line in that way. Because who made you, boss? This yeah. of a vote. I vote for me because I vote for you. What about you, Dalmar? Because I'm a YouTube boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can never make a decision, can you? No, no, that is classy. That is brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> so they listen to this guy and they go along and they go to Pete's friend's house and say Pete's relative's house yeah. and this is where you hear the song You Are My Sunshine on the, on the radio I love that song now beautiful version it, of it's that. like do you think it's got an air of like it's the kind of thing you imagine Charlie Manson playing yeah it's got that cult thing yeah. about it it's too happy isn't it yeah and that's that's what's scary about it yeah, especially yeah. when they're all sitting there and like this is the radio and he's just eating his tobacco and all that yeah. kind of something oh it's too weird they all go to bed in the barn and suddenly uh, there's a whole furore outside, and the sherry's come, and um, and this is where <laughs> Everett wakes up and goes. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, <laughs> now I was going to ask you, right? right? Now you know the sheriff in this. Yes. You can see his boy's glasses. Is yeah. that cool and Luke? 
Because you think of Cool and Luke. Right. Right? Do you know who he is? Who is it? He is representing the devil who sold his the soul. Because he says, he's white as the white as can be. Yeah. He's got no eyes. Oh, right, because... And in, he's got the hound. Yeah, yeah, because in Call and Luke... It's the same thing. He's got the bloke with it, and you, yeah. you only ever see his mirror glasses. Yeah, and yeah. that's the... It's almost like a slight homage to it. Yeah. But I reckon that, yeah, it's, it's represented. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Oh, right. Now, this is the first time you hear him ever go, my hair! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he says, he says, well, damn, we were in a tight spot. Yeah. He says that three times, I think, uh, in his yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, uh, the, the, they, they end up getting out, the police car blows up, and the son of, uh, which must be his nephew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, drives the car out, and he drive, they end up like driving the line, and they get rid of the kid. Well, the car was broke down anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's a very weird bit, that. Which is a bit weird, isn't it? It's the car broke down, and the kid's in it anyway. Anyway, they go to this shop, and, uh, and Everett is trying to buy his pomenade, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pomenade's yeah. obviously a hair kind of wax. Yeah, I don't think we had it over here, really. I know you're saying you can get it now, but I don't think it's... Well, I think I we, had we, had real, we had real cream, which is basically exactly the same it kind of thing. It looks horrible, though, doesn't it? It's really great. It's basically like, like grease, isn't it? Oh, Put in yeah. your hair. And uh, Everett always constantly, he's a Dapper Dan man, I'm a yeah. Dapper Dan man. Yeah. And anybody who was looking at our Facebook page would have got this, because I put on there, yeah. we record tomorrow, and you know why, because I'm a Dapper Dan yeah. man. You can actually buy Dapper Dan from Amazon. Um, it's slightly different than what it is on, on the film, it's a bit of a darker tip. Uh, but he wanted the panel that's selling flop, and he wants um, yeah. Dapper Dan. No, it says a brilliant line there, because we've got a geographical marvel here. It's wherever we go, wherever, wherever, wherever anything is, it takes two weeks to get here, doesn't it? Yeah. I love that line when it says that's like a geographical mystery. It's <laughs> two weeks to whatever, whatever you ask for, it takes two weeks to get here. Well, he's like, the thing, the nice thing about Everett is that he's a world of knowledge, but he's actually not that bright. What? No, he's that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's got a great language, mm. but actually he's got no basis behind it, has he? No. He's supposed to be a sort of a man of science, isn't he? And he's, yeah, because yeah, yeah. He's, he's an atheist, isn't he? Yeah, well, he... He, 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 he don't he, believe he, in religion and no, God, does no, he? No, he, he dismisses every kind of you know, oh, miracle man, no. that actually yeah. happens throughout the whole film is quite a bit. Now, there's a wonderful scene after this when they're walking through the forest and suddenly you hear the singing of a, a congregation going down and they're singing That's the song. That's a lovely bit, this film, it's, it's, isn't it? It's so beautiful that I walk along and this is the song of uh, Down to the River yeah. to Pray. As I went down in the river to pray Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the starry crown Good Lord, show me the way Oh, sisters, let's go down Let's go down, come on down Oh, sisters, let's go down Down in the river to pray as I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the robe and crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, brothers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Come on, brothers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, fathers, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, fathers, let's go down, down in the river to pray. As 
Jesus was baptised in the river by John the Baptist. Mm. And I think there's all that going on in this bit. But he's, And I think that's what's interesting being a big for this film. It's a bit religious, because there is a lot of religion in this film, mm. isn't that? But it's also about fact and science yeah. and rational thought, isn't it? And I think that's what that South was all about. Uh, yeah, there's a real nice balance to it. A very good yin and yang yeah. to it. And, uh, and um, Dalmar and Pete, they go and get baptised, don't they? And so they can, I think they can get rid of all their Get sins. rid of all the sins. And Everett, of course, isn't. isn't no, you want And they're in back in the car, and they're all talking about it. And this is when they see Tommy Johnson. Uh, on, on the crossroads again, eh? Yeah, he's on the crossroads. So they pick him up, and Peter Delmar say they've been saved, as Tommy has sold his soul to the devil. And they ask him why, he says, well, I wasn't using it anyway. Yeah, I yeah. love that little line. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah. such a nice little line there. Now, anyway, they find out from Tommy that if they go, uh, there's a place where they can sing in a can and make some money, and they need to make some money. And this is where they, we first hear them called the Soggy Bottom Boys and they play in the Man of Conscious Side. Uh, what's interesting about that is, well, I love the thing that goes, uh, goes, you play, sorry to use this word, but it's used in the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, did it say Negro songs or Negro songs? No, no, no. You, and I was going to say, I was going to say, the interesting thing is, I think it would have been so easy to make them cliche, racist, southern people. Yeah, yeah. But they're not. No, no, no. And no, there's no. loads of people who are not. Does he say Negro? It, no, doesn't it? It goes, he don't, don't like Negro music, do we? Yeah, he goes, do you, it, you guys play Negro music? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir, we do. We're bottom belt. I go, yeah. I'm playing on Negro. And he goes, oh, excellent. And a lot of the way, the fact that we yeah. are indeed uh, Negroes, <laughs> apart from our uh, uh, guitarists, and then they change you around. Don't they? Yeah, yeah. Now, the guy who's playing the blind guy is not blind. Oh, <laughs> right. Like, and I think he plays brilliant, so well as yeah, a blind yeah. guy. And this is, of course, where we had the song, which you heard at the beginning of the podcast, we won't be playing that again. But it's also just wonderfully done. And George Clooney's singing it. You know, look, he actually as well, bless him. Because they don't sing it. They don't sing it at all. No, not in that song anyway. But uh, George Clooney had trained his voice to sing. 
And he's been training for two months and they went, no, you are. Well, you're <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson does sing in the jailhouse now. That's him singing that. Oh, you can sort of tell that. Yeah, you can yeah. sort of tell he, that. He is actually you don't do the, Did you do the as well? You can't even do the Oh, well, um, John Chitou, no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, I can't get with you Oglin. No, as, no. As they, as they leave the recording studio, the record, the, the radio station, you've got the the, the uh, is it like a senator, a congressman? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it senator um, thing going for it? the thing, and that's yeah, where to the, advertise with it. The midget in it. And the midget, no, that's the one later on. That is, uh, but you see them going and, uh, and, and oh he, yeah, the big fat the one, big one fat guy, and, and, and his big fat son. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, another yeah. one, I don't know if you caught it. He goes, shake a leg, Junior. That's how your mother gave birth, <laughs> <laughs> which is brilliant. We then see the gang at the campsite listening to Junior, uh, sorry, listen to Tommy uh, singing. So, of course, that is him playing and singing his natural, uh, his natural songs. This is where we suddenly find the sheriff and the hunters find the car and they set, again set fire to another barn. Um, now, this is the weird bit, isn't it, where they're walking along. The car's obviously gone because it's been blown up. And this is where they see uh, George Nelson, or, who insists he's not uh, a baby face. Baby, fa- he, he baby face, baby yeah. face, Now... The interview with the guy who plays him, uh, and I picked this up on it. He actually, because you see, he's really depressed, isn't he? He's a man. He was a man of depressed, and, and that's how he was in real life. Yeah, well, yeah, I've read a bit of a book about him. He was an interesting character. He, he's definitely a disturbed person. Oh yeah, it's very, it's incredible short temper. Yeah. But I like the way that actually focused on his yeah, yeah. bipolarism. Yeah. yeah. Interesting conversation we've had twice today now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now George Lewis, just he just gets up. They they help him out. They escape. He's got loads of like dollars in the back of the car. And he just gets up and walks off, doesn't he? Yeah. And in the in the real thing, he didn't. He wasn't really doing it for money. Mm. You know, he didn't. He used to throw it away, and he, he, you know, he was disturbed. He just liked the. He wanted to be famous. Yeah, that's a lot of people are. Yeah, and know. especially around that time because of John Dillinger and Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. You want to be famous because they had nothing, and they were heroes. Yeah. They were nicking from the banks, and if you, it's all the way through this. After, at the beginning with the kid in it. He told me to uh, shoot the gun when he shoots the gun, the little kid. He goes, I thought it was the bank. Yeah. Because they were foreclosing and everything. Because yeah, well, they were the, the enemy, the people. The Great Depression was yeah. coming, wasn't it? Now, we also find out as well that um, the Soggy Bottom Boys song is doing incredibly well. And uh, the, the guy at the radio stage gets a visit, doesn't they, from that bloke saying, Look, we got to sign them because they're going to be huge. Yeah. yeah someone yeah. else does. Now, they end up having money off George. Obviously, George has left them a cut of the money. Good, massive watch of money, doesn't they? Which they go. So they steal an apple pie, but then put the money on the side, which I really like that. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that I never got to have in America. An apple pie. That was the one thing I didn't get to have, was apple or cherry pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so wanted to have an apple cherry pie. Anyway, they also steal another car after buying some more Dapper Dan. And as they're driving along, Pete hears some singing. It's really weird, this bit. He hears something, and he kind of screeches, doesn't he? And he demands to stop the car, and he runs off. So it's obviously he's picked up on the sirens. The sirens the sir- you know, the, the call of the the call of the. They are I googled them afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you call it these yeah. days? <laughs> Is that what you call it? When you married with kids, yeah. <laughs> I googled. <laughs> I googled it for. I went to the errand and googled. <laughs> I googled it for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they are. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? I mean, if yeah. they are there, then you would. Yeah, yeah, but that's what they're meant to be, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of seduce them, and then um, you see Dalmar wakes up, looks over, and you see Everett, and he turns around and sees that Pete's just got his clothes like this. Which is a really weird bit, isn't it? How does that happen? I don't understand. It's never explained, really. No, because he gets caught by the sheriff. He doesn't explain what is out of his clothes. Does he never? Uh, Now, hold on a minute. Was I think this is the thing though? Because a little bit later on, Dalmar turns around and says in the cinema. And he goes, have you ever had uh, you ever had a woman? And he goes, uh, I goes, I think I need to buy my land first. 
So it's clearly that he has not had sex. Ah, right. Now, I think that the sirens only took the uh, Pete, right? So they took Pete, hence the reason why he's out of his clothes, and oh, then right. after that, he got arrested by the sheriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But someone thought there was a toad in there, though. Yeah, but there was a toad. Yeah, but that could have just been toads getting around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But then, uh, he, uh, once again, you hear uh, Everett waking up saying, Wow! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he, now Delmar thinks that the toad is uh, is Pete, so they put it in a box and they go for a restaurant, and this is where they got the box in there, and and he, this is where we first get introduced to uh, Big Dan T, so, yeah. Cyclops. He's a he's a horrible character, you know. I forgot how horrible he is. Really, he's really horrible, you know. He really is horrible because he he, he goes. Like, he's he got the gift of the gap. He says, "I've got the gift of the gap." Don't he? Just gap. like you, because a man who's got a gift of the gap, yeah. aren't they? So he, he he hears the money, so he goes over and he, he tells them to go and pay for his dinner. Yeah. And then take a picnic out. What is this? He's a Bible salesman, doesn't he? He's a Bible salesman. And he tells Vegas, thank you for not talking through gestation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And then for no apparent reason, he just sm- he just robs him. The but it's a weird bit because no one's bothered. He's no. just lying there in his just clearly. Well, uh, Dalmar is, because yeah, Dalmar puts up a fight. Yeah. But Everett just sitting there in his corner on the car and this yeah. gets knocked out straight yeah, yeah. away near enough. It's, it's really, really weird. Um... Then we also see, they, they end up getting on the back of a, a truck driving on, and this is when we see Pete back in the chain gang. So, But he was going to get uh, hung, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Until he turns around and says, oh, help me God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's a really weird bit, though, because he says, help me God, yeah. and the guy, the man puts his hand up, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Why is that if he's almost like representing the devil? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Or is that another bit of... Maybe a religious person who watched, watched this film and tell me what they thought about it. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, but so only, a, only a small bit. Yeah, we, we don't want a bloody, you know, passages. No, no. <laughs> no, we don't, yeah. We, we, we don't. We, got we, that. Lo- we, we love everyone on the Waffle Island family, but if you're going to send passages of the Bible, yeah. fuck it. Nah, it's all right. We've read it. <laughs> Three times. Yeah. So I know what it is. D- didn't write it. <laughs> didn't write it. I'm waiting for the second edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the letdown well, sequel. Well, the event author, the, the fan, the missing part of the, <laughs> the missing part. Like, yeah. All persons in this book. <laughs> <laughs> a total fictional editor. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, Albert and uh, Everett and Dan are on this truck, and um, they end up going to uh, uh, seeing the valley of Homer Stokes, yeah. uh, who has a little man in this little little dwarf. Who's got the fat line? How are we going to beat him? Can we get a small image? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We get a small image. She's like, which is really cute. He's got a little broom in it. He's got a little broom, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, I represent a little man. Guess he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, but no, but it's interesting. No one's actually really responding to this Homer, uh, yeah. Homer Stokes' rally. Then Everett sees his children who are, uh, are singing a song. And then he finds out that his wife had turned around and said he's hit by a train. And his wife, uh, Penny's in a store. And she's getting married to this weasel of a man, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, who's... She was cleaning his fighting Oh my God. What is that? What? Fine stars! Yeah. <laughs> but I think I love that scene because you got Everett then because obviously you kind of want Everett to win but there's no way he's going to win with the way he's boxing standing. <laughs> yeah, the silver guy obviously is really good yeah, at boxing. Yeah, he's doing like a proper old school boxing. Like like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's classic stuff. So anyway, Dalma and Everett end up going to the cinema and the chain gang comes in. I love that bit where it all suddenly stops and they think, oh no, we're going to get arrested and the chain gang walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, must be really it. annoying though if you're watching the film. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's doing that weird bit where they're, like, they're yeah. moving the words really weirdly. Yeah. It's like, just fucking say it. I, I thought that's a really odd bit, the way yeah, they're moving the words. Well, Pete, really Pete's weird? going, don't go to the treasure. Because <laughs> yeah. he finds out that, of course, under torture, he's told them where the, yeah, the house yeah. is. So, yeah. you know. Um, 
They do end up springing Pete, uh, who tell them that the guards have told them that they've left the treasure. But Everett then says, actually, there is no treasure. Pete then gets really angry with him, tells him that he only had two weeks to go. And now that I'll be 84 years old, and it's like, it does say 1988, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1988, I'll be released. I'll be yeah. 84 years old. They fight, and then they see a clan rally. Now, this clan rally is so of, well choreographed. It's my favourite bit of the film. Oh. I'm not saying what it's all about, but that shot and the dancing they yeah. do when they go the cross is beautiful. And that must have took so long to oh, that God, bloody yeah. film. Yeah. And like I said, I just think it's such a dreamlike bit as well. Mm. And that song, Oh Death, I love that song, Oh Death. Because yeah. why would he be singing Oh Death in front of all them people? He's a clan bloke who turns out to be the bloody figure. But why yeah. would he be singing a song? Well, isn't it in reference to the guy they're going to lynch Tommy? But it's just weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah. death. That's also, really great. Also, well, it doesn't kind of like go with his voice. No, it? and that's what's. <laughs> I there's loads of things in this that shouldn't work, but just do. Yeah. And look at this, you know, and it's like loads of people don't like this scene in the film. Saying, oh, you shouldn't be making light of the clan. But they were there. But I don't think it makes light of the clan. I think what it does, it's kind of like it makes this. It's a bit like um, the Nuremberg Valley, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you it's know, amazing. It's, scene. It's, a, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. Right? And it's also, you look and you think, man, that everyone's in line, everyone's straight. It's a beautiful look. But with beauty, there can be horror. Mm. And like Nuremberg, that, you look at that and you think, oh, no, look at all those people there supporting this Nazi. And you look at all that there and it's, it's like white, you, you, cause, because we associate white clothing and white with goodness, yeah, with the what, congregation, yeah, the baptism, yeah, yeah. you then got this load of white, you know, white supremacists in white yeah, yeah. with the red, you know, the red guy in charge. Yeah. And there's something quite, you're thinking, oh, that's a, but you know, that they are the most evil of people yeah, yeah, yeah. for what they believe. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I think it's incredibly. Do you know why they wear the white? Do you know uh, no, I don't know. It's the ghost of Confederate soldiers. Oh, really? Is that yeah, what it is? That's what it is. It was uh, formed by four uh, generals, Southern generals, and uh, they were pissed off at what had happened. They're going back, and they went out. Four of them put white shoes. I mean, with the go- with the ghost of the south. Oh, right. There you go. Oh, and that, okay. And yeah. is that what the, what's, what's the badge mean? You know, the, the, the symbol badge? Well, the, for the Ku Klux Klan, it's weird where they got that word up because, not, not, you know, it's a bit too much about this. But I didn't know quite a lot about You do know your history on that. I know quite a lot about this. Well, basically, the, the clan comes from Ireland. In Ireland in the 1830s, 1840s, the people used to put on white hoods and go and nick stuff. Right. So the people didn't know who they was. So, they were Celts, and that's why you got clan in it. Ah, Klux okay. is Greek, right? And clue was basically it was a southern word for group of people, ah. and that's why it all means together. It was a southern heritage thing. That's what it's supposed. Bullshit! All this is bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where they got it from. So you know, you could say really come from Ireland, but they weren't racist. So just no. but that's where they got the idea. Like, oh, well, so what, what, what about the guy in red? Why is, it, is that just because he's like stand down? No, leader? because you had the different. You've got like. Their levels at them, their leadership hierarchy has got the weirdest thing. It's the one is called the Grand Wizard. Oh, the top one is the Grand Wizard. But they've got, you look at it when you get back, it's the weirdest stuff. Is this like in, like in the Simpsons episode where... Burns You've got Grand Kublar and all these things to give the South meaning. Oh, There's okay. no meaning in it, no, really. No. But the red... You get you get a white other thing, then you've got a blue one and a red one that's and, and you get a black one, which is like the grand grand wizard. But that's all that stuff's got they've got rid of all that. Well, is it I was gonna say, is it, I mean uh, I presume that the Ku Klux Klan is still kind of like not like, not, not like not like this kind of thing. There was three waves of clan. You had the original clan, 
with these four they're all massive devices presumably all of yeah. them yeah, 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 yeah. we're well, basically anti-catholic right. anti-jew okay. anti-women that's and, the and point anti-coloured anti-coloured oh, didn't like anyone but there was the three waves they must have been a hoot at parties <laughs> it was the 1800 wave that went then they come back in the 1920s when the, the biggest weather marched through Washington oh, and you had the film uh, State of the Nation yeah, yeah, yeah. right you had that but now you've got it now but now it's very really small and they all hate each other they're all smaller groups now yeah, so in five, they're not they don't really they're not like lynching people no. not, oh, you know, like, not. You know like the strange you know the yeah, yeah. strange fruit yeah, that's yeah, about yeah, them yeah, yeah. so it's not like that because they're very small now but then yeah. There were huge, well, three hundred thousand members at one point. Wasn't that kind of? Didn't the, really the downfall come from when they lynched that poor young lad who got accused of um, uh, either rape or murder or something? But it was filmed. Someone took photographs of it and he went around the world. And then suddenly people realised what was going. Because obviously, no, well, the big gonna... myth is that the South all agreed with them. No, they no, didn't. No, well, and that's why it's in this film. That, it's it? a load of bollocks, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were really, they, were, they died because they were fighting for no one. Yeah. Because the people didn't agree with them either. They were just a bunch of fucking rednecks. And I'm sorry for anyone from the South, but they are called them rednecks because they were fucking rednecks. Yeah. Not I, suppose, the, I, suppose, I went to the South, yeah. They were lovely people, didn't see any hint of racism, <laughs> no, anything no. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just a myth that they like to portray of this South, this white South. And the one thing is, the most membership of the were the Democrats. There was more Democrats in the uh, in the Ku Klux Klan than Republicans. Oh, really? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> There's a bloke called George Wallace, and you know people from the American might not about this. He was a, he he went for uh, the governorship, and he was in the Klan. Any, so, any modern day uh, no well, racists not, not in, that, in charge of countries and things? Oh, I can't think. Anyway, that's the more history of the clan for you. But uh, <laughs> for, for well-known, uh, for people that have been listening to Waffle On for a long time, uh, you'll know that we do throw in a song at the end of the show, if you do keep on listening. And ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get a bit of Tom Leo after this. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Anyway, now that, anyway, we've, now that we've talked about some history <laughs> and some... Uh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Where were we? Uh, oh yeah, so the uh, the the three sirens that we were talking about. Let's just go back. They were singing the song "Sleep Little Baby," and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. That's the song I used to sing to my daughter when she was oh, a baby right. to get her to go to sleep. Oh, right. Only the first bit of it because that's the only bit I, I knew. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, went to actually read that. It was so dark. It actually, it's really quite dark. Them poverty blues songs or them po- songs were about people's lives. I didn't have. It was hot exactly. and it's that's what's so beautiful about yeah. these songs. I think more than anything. Well, that's what's amazing about the South is out of all that what was going on. Like, you know, the people especially the black people, that can produce this beautiful music. Mm. There's the difference. You put a white person in the field working as if, you know what I'm saying? They'll sing yeah, and yeah. make beauty out of their environment. Oh, yeah, They'll yeah. sing these songs because it's like, this is all we've got. Right, like in uh, Blazing Saddles. Don't tell leaders sing the song. Now, anyway, as you see, Tommy has been mm. caught by the clan. And the red leader, as Cal said there, is singing the song Oh Death, which I'm not going to play because, my God, it's... it's oh, I love that song, but my God. God. And it's because no music even, is no, it? it's, it's just, just like a song. Oh, Death. Um, now, you do find out, of course, that the clan leader is this uh, other congressman. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what, what did they call him? Uh, did he have his mini? Did he have his mini mini with it in the little No, I don't, didn't, I don't, I don't think there was a mini mini. What's the guy's name now? Homer, Sto- Homer yeah. Stokes, isn't it? Now, John Goodman's character, Big Dunch, uh, he notices that he can smell the hair, kind of, he can smell the hair, yeah. the hair gel. 
tap, you know, shows them who they are. They all leg it, and then just so sort of think they're getting away. He throws the uh, southern oh, flag. He throws the southern flag. He yeah. thinks he's a right smug yeah. 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 No, he says, doesn't he? He goes, uh, don't let that flag. He's just something about the flag can't touch the ground yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So how do you put a flag? Anyway, anyway, whatever. The, the, the flag can't touch the ground, so Big Dan catches it with one hand. He looks at his smug. And then he looks up and then the cross falls on <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, what made me really laughing at is the horse with the clan Yeah, yeah it's got a horse with the clan yeah, yeah. And also the way that um, uh, baby-faced, uh, uh, baby, the baby-faced killer shoots the cows. Yeah, uh, baby-faced now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he shot the livestock, didn't he? And yeah, that yeah. cow gets hit by it. You know, yeah, because that's when he's up there going, cow killer. Cow killer. Yeah, you hear that, no? Cow killer. <laughs> yeah. And there's a cow in the back of the pool. But what uh, the uh, censorship, the animal rights people, um, actually, because you know that at the end of uh, virtually every film, it's like, no animals yeah. are harmed in this film. Uh, that's, that has to be a certificate given to the film. Oh. Right? They refused to give it to them until they were shown evidence that the cow weren't hurt. This is the first time that CGI was really properly... Was it thicker than a machine than a cow? You know, it was the cow being hit by the car. Oh, by the car. Because it looks hot. It, it looks really real, doesn't it? Yeah. So then uh, so they, they had to show them how they did it. And then and it's actually different. And he goes, uh, it's something like, uh, no, no cows were realistically hurt in this film. But that, yeah, that's, well, there right. you go. So anyway, they escape and they, they do manage to get back to... Um, the village where uh, everyone wants to try and persuade his wife because he's not bona fide um, to, to not marry this guy and they get on stage and this is where you hear um, Tim Blake Nelson uh, sing In the Jail House Now <laughs> thought he was the smartest guy around Well I found out last Monday that Bob got locked up Sunday They've got him in the jailhouse way downtown He's in the jailhouse now He's in the jailhouse now Well I told him once or twice Stop playing cards and a shooting dice. He's in the jailhouse now. Said that he refused to find. He's in the jailhouse now. He's in the jailhouse now. Well, I told him once or twice to stop playing cards and a shooting dice. He's in the jailhouse now. Thank you. 
talking to his wife say look it's me I'm up here and then suddenly the two lads sing again you heard the song in the beginning in constant solo and so Everett jumps up and starts singing it and he does the most brilliant dancing as yeah, well yeah, yeah, George yeah. Clooney's yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. they must have they must have just met that they're, they're, doing that bit. But I like that because I like the payoff because the, the southern the clan bloke gets up doesn't he yeah, saying yeah. you can't have these people and it shows that how politics really works because the bloke jumps in on the thing doesn't he yeah. and even he doesn't dance doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. and he does that yeah yeah <laughs> but also I love that when everyone's singing he pulls his beard down yeah, yeah, yeah. and does that thing and then yeah. like his wife's really enjoying it and you hear that guy go it's the soggy bottom boy because yeah, 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 yeah. they don't know they don't know they're no, 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 really no, no, famous no. that's what's really cool about that anyway the, the, as you say, the, the big fat like congressman gets on stage and he says they'll all pardon, oh, pardon. So good. but of course it's broadcast on radio. And as they're going out, yeah, uh, Everett's wife won't marry him until he gets her proper ring back. Yeah, yeah. So they go to get the ring, they then get arrested by the, the sheriff yeah. who says, we don't hear no we don't, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's intent on just hanging them anyway because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not until Everett prays to God that, yeah, because the others don't, no, the others no. just say they're standing up, but Everett drops to his knees and it's the first time really that you hear him being told you he says it's not me it's my family mm. let me get back to my family mm. and, it's the, and it's beautifully done it's that. and then suddenly you get the flood now there is a, a, an argument a little bit about this because obviously Dee's mentioned earlier on it is mentioned that they are and they did do that didn't they now, of course thing. if they did that you wouldn't get that wave come through you'd be a trickle of water yeah, yeah. so the only reason why you should would be a wave is, a, a, a wave yeah, right, yeah. a wave is either a, one a miracle yeah. hanging them or the dam broke they yeah. blew the dam that must like it's on today. Yeah, yeah, but I like that season. And this is where you see the cow on the cotton shed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shed, isn't it? Yeah. Which is really nice. You see, the, see the dog in there, don't you? You see the dog just in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also what I really, and it kills the dogs alive, which everyone likes, isn't it? <coughs> but then they get the coffin comes up and they're, they're, they're hanging on the coffin and Tommy's there with the desk, with the ring in. Yeah. And that's really nice about that. It's not the ring. It's not the white ring. Yeah. Someone else is like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as they're singing, the kids are singing, then the, the old round man comes into it and, and then floats off. And it's just per- for the time, as you like, you said the time of it is uh, just beautiful, isn't it? It's like, it's like you know, it's one of them films you forget how good it is every time you watch it, don't you? Oh god, yeah. It's like, it's like you know, I watched it on like me and my missus watched it on like Sunday afternoon. It's like 
you didn't look away once. No. And I've seen it loads of times because we used to watch it a lot when we were young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's just a fantastic film. You know, is it? You know, do you think is it the Coen Brothers' best film? Oh, no, I, I know he's there because Fargo. You, you've got to put Fargo because Fargo was. I remember when we first saw Fargo. It was like. Wow, what kind of film is that? The thing is, right, with Fargo, one, I think, uh, Thingy McDonald. It's where we've... Oh, I can't remember the name now. Um, oh, uh, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. Isn't she married to one of the... Co- I'm sure she is, isn't she? I think, I think she is just amazing in that. I think she really is. So Steve Buscemi and the other guy. Funny looking fella. Funny looking fella. Yeah. The thing is, is that... I could watch her, by the way, like, though, again tonight. I, I was thinking, I could, yeah. And I could watch Big Lebowski tonight. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could watch Fargo. It's a again. dark film as well. Do you know what I mean? And the same, I suppose, cinematically wise, I suppose you'd look at Miller's Crossing, you look at Barton Fink. <laughs> yeah, Miller's Crossing's beautiful. You know? I, love my, I do love Miller's Crossing because it's got Albert Finney. Or yeah. I love Albert Finney. And you think, you know, those are, those are in the lines of greatness, I suppose, to say. You've got this 10 year period where they were just unbeatable, weren't oh, they? I mean, I was going to write down all the films, but, right. you know, if you don't know what they are, then you don't know what they you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But, that, well, they've never done, and like you were saying, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I still haven't seen it, which is a, a crime, um, no, no Country uh, for Old oh, Men. Oh, man. So, that's the thing I really want to go into. They didn't do the one about the old guy on the, the lawnmower, did they? No? No, no, uh, that's a short, uh, straight story. Yeah, no, that no, was, was that David Lynch? No, wasn't that David Lynch? Was that David Lynch? Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, so anyway, some trivia before we end yeah. our podcast. So here's some films now. Um, the whole film was graded digitally on computer. The negative was scanned in with the Spirit Design 2K resolution. So that's the reason why you've got that kind of washed up kind of look to it. Um, the cabin at the end. Here's one you'll really like. The cabin at the end is inspired by what film? Is it, uh, it uh, Evil Dead? Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know think, when I was watching that, I was thinking, is that an Evil Dead reference? And do you know why? Because Joel this... Cohen was the assistant editor on that film, and it was his first feature. What? Yeah. Bloody hell! I, I knew you'd like that one. I didn't know that at all. I know them two works. Yeah, and yeah, but Sam Raimi, where is he now? What does what Sam Raimi do? He, you know, a proper talent. It's them probably... Spider-Man films killed him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, the first one was good, but the other two were just crap, weren't they? Uh, now, the, I mentioned this to you earlier, so I'll just read this out. The character of Sherry Cooley, who is never referred to by name, fits Tommy Johnson's description of the devil exactly. He is as white as white as you folks, with empty eyes and a big hollow voice. He likes to travel around with a mean old hound. Sheriff Cooley is also a tribute to Boss Godfrey, played by Morgan Woodward, the sinister chain gang boss in Cool Hand Luke. Ah, uh, so it is. I thought, I, suggest, I love Cool Hand Luke, I love that film. Uh, like Godfrey, Cooley's eyes are never seen, and his mirrored sunglasses reflect his surroundings, which is usually in fire. In Cool Hand Luke, Boss Godfrey is referred to as the devil by several. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Last two ones here Dan Trumitsky, of course, is the guy who sings Man of Constant Sorrow. Uh, he's also the mandolin player in the concert valley scene. Uh, as you see him walking along, uh, he toured occasionally with other members of the Union Station as the Soggy Bottom Boys uh, went on hiatus for a long time uh, with a male lead vocalist, Alison Cruz. Yeah, now, I like Alison Cruz. This is one of many films that John Goodman's done with the Coen Brothers. Also, uh, I think he's done three now, and uh, John Sturrow's done four, maybe, I think. And George Clooney's done two. So they are. They do I do like that. I do like that. And I, because they ain't they. Um, what they, yeah, because I, I, I'm, 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 John Goodman in that, 
Ballad of Buster's Scruggs, I think so. You'd have to have a look. Yeah, I'll have, have, have a look. I was, I I was saying to you today, how much I love John Goodman. Yeah. Like, I think he's a great actor. He's not that great character, I say, like George Kennedy, you know, and his Borg nine. The people used to joke about it, didn't they? Name a mm. film about George Kennedy in it. Yeah, Because yeah, he was yeah. in everything when we were kids. But yeah. I love an actor, I love a character actor, I do. Well, the interesting thing as well, of course, like uh, Roseanne, which was on, which of course has been cancelled because of Roseanne Barr. Have you saw it with that one with Chris Conan, isn't it? It's called The Connors, but they're filming it at the moment. Are you going to watch it? Well, I didn't watch the Roseanne one because it's not on. But I never anyway. liked Roseanne. I know you like Roseanne. I did yeah. like Roseanne, but they can I used to fancy uh, the Roseanne. No, <laughs> <laughs> John Goodman, yeah. uh, uh, Darlene in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't know why, but I just did. Um, you had some weird crushes when you were young, didn't you? Yeah, well, you know, what can you do? Because yeah, yeah. I was young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's it. So, if you want to go and uh, watch the film, use our Amazon link on our website. Oh, God, thank, <laughs> you. <laughs> thank right. you very much. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <that was nice. laughs> he would have left us for oh my god he would have uh, he would have gone right, so, go on, thank you mad dog anyway uh, so here we go now again I do stress I haven't read oh. this email at all so I am reading this oh. live here we go hello waffles how is you and mad dog face Kelly I'm sorry I was quiet I was away somewhere that I could not really email lols uh, I has a prison new... <laughs> prison yeah <laughs> I has a new job waffles I works at the Burger King at the services on motorway. First day, I served Spike from Heidi High. <laughs> I got... Is that Jeffrey's? <laughs> uh, I got super happy waffles. I loved Heidi High. Heidi, Heidi, I. He ordered onion... <laughs> well, he ordered onion rings and I gives him seven instead of six. ho de ho I was out last night with Goosey and Insects Pete waffles. Oh. <laughs> we go... <laughs> We, can, we goes dogging and, <laughs> <laughs> and has a great time. There were lots of people there and I won. <laughs> so we know he went to the... I winning three times. It was very exciting. I had never been before. But mum goes all the time. So I asked her what to do. And she tells me to always go for the one I see taking it. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. I always go for the one taking a shit before the dogging starts. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Insect Pete's mum gets angry when she hears Goosey call him Insect Pete and says the, st- the stories aren't true. <laughs> does, does, does use like the dark nights that's coming? I liked it. It makes it more spooky. When <laughs> what is he on, eh? <laughs> it makes it more. <laughs> is that so, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, it makes it more spooky when I wanks the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, he's going to a Halloween party as James Bone. <laughs> I love Bone to James Bone. Mommy's going to go as Bone Girl. <laughs> I miss Mad Dog. I missed him and his ginger hairs. Not the, not the ones on his face. <laughs> I hope you and your listeners misses me. Bye bye waffles. Kiss kiss. Oh, I almost forget. I goes to see the Meg at cinemas with mum. It was good. I get ice blast. It reminded me of you, Mr. Megs, because you're all big too. <laughs> what? And love to swallow semen and then get fisted by the Jason Statham. <laughs> 
Ha ha ha, Lobs. Well, there okay. you go. Well, <laughs> welcome, welcome back, Rob. Welcome back, welcome back in fine fashion. Good to hear off you. Look forward to hearing some more of your uh, <laughs> mad, insane tales. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't edit that. There's no way I'm going to edit it. I'm going to say as it is. Anyway, thanks so much. We'll see you next month for Carry On uh, Screaming. Uh, please do listen to uh, Jen's uh, information about us all, and we'll see you next month. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. I don't want to go back to Dixie. Take me back to dear old Dixie. That's the only little old place for little old me. Old times, they are not forgotten. Whopping slaves and selling cotton and waiting for the Robert E. Lee. It was never there on time. I'll go back to the Swanee Where pellagra makes you scrawny And the honeysuckle clutters up the vine I really am a-fixin' To go home and start a-mixin' Down below that Mason-Dixon line Oh, poll tax I love ya, I love ya, my dear old poll tax Won't you come with me to Alabama Back to the arms of my dear old mammy Her cooking's lousy and her hands are clammy But what the hell, it's home Yes, for paradise The Southland is my nominee Just give me a ham hock And a grit of harmony I wanna go back to Dixie I wanna be a Dixie Dixie And eat corn pone Till it's coming out of my ears I wanna talk with southern gentlemen And put my white sheet on again I ain't seen one good lynching in years The land of the bold weevil Where the laws are medieval Is calling me to come and never more wrong I wanna go back to the southland That you all and shut my mouth land Be it ever so long